Hello, fellow anti-agers. This is Dr. Steve Pederuti from Intellectual Medicine talking to you about testosterone. That's right, testosterone, folks. Who should be on it? When should you be on it? Will it make your testicles shrink? Does it cause cancer or heart disease? What's the deal? Well, let me start out by talking about the inevitable decline of our gonads. This happens to everybody. Think about Homo sapiens. Think about the human species. We're born, we grow to sexual maturity, we reproduce, and then we fade away and die. Well, I like all of that except for the last part. There is no selective pressure upon us as a species to maintain viability beyond reproduction. Simply put, the pressure of evolution to preserve health quality in older men and women doesn't exist. You can die peacefully and the species will go on. This is where human beings have the opportunity to redefine lifespan for, well, forever, as long as Homo sapiens have been on the planet, our perception of normal aging has been withering, shrinking, wrinkling, atrophy of muscle and bone, atrophy of cognitive function, loss of sexual vitality, culminating in death, and usually preceded by some magnitude of infirmity and, and dependence on others. This is what has been defined as normal aging. In the new era of gonadal therapy, that is testosterone replacement treatment, both for men and women, Today, we'll be talking about men and the future about women. We believe in anti-aging medicine. Many of us are coming to appreciate that replacing testosterone is a core component of maintaining youthful vitality. Think about what testosterone, testosterone does for people. It's not just about toxic masculinity, muscles, erections, and sex drive. Okay, those are cool things, except for the toxic part. However, testosterone goes way beyond that, folks. Testosterone receptors are abundant in the brain. There are growing studies correlating low testosterone levels with dementia in both men and women. Women who have hysterectomies have a higher rate of dementia. Men who have their testicles blocked because of disease or treatment have accelerated rates of dementia as well. So there's a connection between the brain and testosterone. In fact, Testosterone can be considered a neurotransmitter. It stimulates the speed of electrical impulses moving from one neuron to the next. The faster those electrical impulses move, the more clear the brain operates. There's a connection between speed of electrical transmission and the creation of new memory. Many times, men and women in my practice will express the um, experience of some cognitive delay. Now, I mean, the memory's fine. They just takes a little longer to recall names, takes a little longer to calculate uh, mathematical solutions, just not as sharp. Sometimes when expressing this uh, experience, they'll describe it as a senior moment or they'll be reassured by their doctor. Well, this is normal. After all, you are fill in the blank age and this happens as you get older. That's nonsense. The goal of anti-aging therapy is to look at what's happening in the body and decide how you can intervene. Testosterone therapy is one 
of the more powerful interventions that can be undertaken. So who should get testosterone therapy? My answer to that is at some point, nearly everybody. Well, when should it be instituted? Clearly, when symptoms dictate. Now, those symptoms are broad, and they can include subtle changes that can occur gradually over time. Loss of sexual vitality and libido function is clearly one of them. Oftentimes, I see this loss of sex drive getting muddled in the midst of a busy life. It goes like this. Well, you know, of course, my sex drive has decreased. My kids are in high school and you got the tension. My parents are getting older and I'm worried about them. You know, my job pressures are present. But pause and think for a moment. There's never been a time in your life when you were not without, without, without stress. I remember college being stressful. There's always pressure around us. When you are healthy, when your testosterone levels are right and your circulation is healthy and your, your health is intact, your libido will pound through any stressor, just about any stressor in life. So it should always be there. Do not let life circumstance be an excuse for lack of sexual energy. Another common symptom of low testosterone is that that subtle cognitive decline, the brain fog, the senior moment, the difficulty word finding, the difficulty associating names with faces, those can be signs of uh, declining testosterone as well. How about fatigue? Absolutely, especially afternoon fade. You know, doc, by the time I get home, I'm so tired, I have dinner and I crash. This is one of the signs, can be one of the signs of low testosterone. The loss of erections. No testosterone, no erections. Go back to prepubertal uh, syndrome or, or age, age range. No testosterone, no erections, no morning erections. Morning erections are a sign of healthy testosterone and healthy circulation. What else can occur? Depression, an irritable mood, short-temperedness, a loss of confidence. It's been said the difference between the man in the uh, corner office and in the mailroom is a couple of drops of testosterone. It affects everything in our being. Recovery from exercise, growth of muscle, preservation of bone, the list is long. Well, if testosterone is so fabulous, why does it have such a bad reputation? Why is it a controlled substance that is monitored by the state? Well, this goes back to its abuse at the hands of young athletes. Testosterone replacement for anti-aging purpose, purposes is not bodybuilding testosterone. It is not performance-enhancing drug in the sense of competing when you're in your athletic prime. There are very few 20-somethings who need testosterone. They have plenty of it. Those who choose to take more to augment muscle growth and performance are doing so at levels far in excess of those ideal for their health. They're doing damage to their health in pursuit of fleeting glory, whether it is a, a bigger bicep in the gym or a quicker time in a 40-yard dash. Because of that, the, there's this negative reputation for testosterone. When we do it in the realm of anti-aging therapy, we're talking about being the best version of yourself, staying youthful, staying healthy and vital at your best level. Well, when you perceive those signs happening, what should you do next? The answer to that is find a doctor or a nurse practitioner who has experience, skill, 
and a spirit for treating hypotesticular function, low T syndrome, in an anti-aging manner. So there are endocrinologists and there are primary care doctors in conventional medicine that will treat low testosterone. However, it has to be at the medically indicated threshold, which is so profoundly low that it excludes nearly everybody else from consideration. A very different approach is used in the realm of anti-aging medicine. We're not talking about intervening in the face of disease. We're talking about testosterone as a core component of maintaining health. As such, it no longer fits into the disease model of healthcare that has dominated our landscape. Historically speaking, there have been two polar opposites of health. There has been diet and exercise. I don't need a doc. I'm okay on one end. And on the other end, there's disease, drug, surgery, and interventions. Well, now there's an in-between space that's being occupied by anti-aging, by infusion-based vitamin support. Uh, Places like the Drip Bar are creating outlets for what we call cell V or cellular health. Simply put, maintaining healthy cells can preserve your health in a way that makes disease less likely and makes the need for doctors, hospitals, drugs, and surgeries less likely to be of of necessity. This is an exciting time. Testosterone therapy fits into that philosophy. It's not part of your insurance-based healthcare, folks. So if you expect that to be the pathway to follow, you will be disappointed. You must find somebody who specializes in this field. I recommend Googling hormone replacement therapy, looking for doctors that are affiliated with the um, American College for the Advancement of Medicine, that's ACAM, or the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, also abbreviated A4M. These are two of the organizations that focus a lot of their training on advanced anti-aging principles. So look for it and you'll find it. Now, there are some internet-based resources available. You can go to an online doctor and get your testosterone. I suppose it's better than nothing. And in my opinion, not nearly as good as having an actual living, breathing clinician in front of you who can guide you through the nuances of this. So now you've decided that you may have symptoms of low testosterone. You must get the to a practicing clinician who can assess this appropriately. Blood testing and blood work is important. Ruling out other conditions that can mimic low testosterone is important, but it is not a lab-driven decision process. It is driven by your clinical symptoms. The lab work, folks, is simply to guide therapy and ensure safety. There is no absolute threshold below which therapy is necessary or above which it's not indicated. It is not lab-driven. It's patient-driven. Now, if you have a good anti-aging doc, they will understand this and apply that experience and knowledge to your treatment plan. So now you've found a doc. You got your blood levels. The next question is going to be, how do you get the testosterone in your body? Well, nobody worth their salt would ever give you a pill. You should not take testosterone orally. Can I be more clear? Testosterone does not go through your mouth, into your stomach, through the liver, and then into the body because it can cause harm by going that pathway. 
It goes either on your skin as a cream or injected or as a pellet. They each have their pros and cons. Skin application is easy, but it's a bit messy and the absorption is can be uneven. The skin is not the same day to day. Variations occur based on its temperature, its moisture, etc. I prefer my patients to do the self-injecting technique. It's simple. It's nearly painless. It's uh, easy to use, and it has guaranteed absorption. It goes directly in. It's also very affordable. Once-a-week injections suit the vast majority of patients beautifully. Pellet therapy is a procedure that is based in the doctor's office. Um, the pellets, these are small, white. Think of them as the size of a Tic Tac. These little white pellets go into typically in the buttocks below the skin in a manner that typically does not allow them to be felt. Um, it is a reasonable option for some men. The reason I don't prefer it for men is because the number of pellets required can be a bit like buckshot. It's a lot of stuff and it has to be repeated periodically. So I like the injectable approach. Now that you're in your treatment, what can you expect next? It can take a few weeks to feel the updraft. The first thing most men feel is energy, a revitalization, a sense of well-being, libido returns. Erectile enhancement can take up to six months, so be patient. Improvement in body composition usually occurs. More muscle, less fat, shrinkage of mid-abdominal fat pad. However, you gotta compare, you've got to couple this with nutritional modification. The testosterone helps grow bone and muscle. It does not inevitably shrink fat on its own, but it can be very motivating. And as you start to experience the energy, the motivation, and you get positive feedback, that can all play into it. Now you've been on your hormone therapy for a few weeks. What other things might you be concerned about? question often arises, uh, patients will ask me, what about the risk of, of cancer? I've heard about prostate cancer. I've heard about heart disease. Certainly there is literature out there that would point a finger at testosterone therapy as being dangerous and a culprit and a risk factor for these type of outcomes. However, the bulk of the literature and the growing amount of literature does not support that conclusion. In fact, in 2015, a gathering of Andrology experts concluded, andrology experts are docs who specialize in hormone therapy, testosterone therapy, concluded that the bulk of evidence did not support increased cancer risk or heart disease risk. However, there is an element of the unknown. This is a new era in health. It's a new era in anti-aging. We do not know exactly what will happen when you're 100 years old and you've been on testosterone for 40 years? We know what will happen without testosterone, and it ain't pretty. You'll wither, shrink, prune up, and blow away like a leaf in the fall. Mark me absent. I'll take my chances behind door number two, which is give me my testosterone. Let me take care of my health and avoid the need for conventional medical care intervention. So we like testosterone therapy. We don't perceive it to have an amplified risk for heart disease or cancer. There can be an increased risk of blood clotting, particularly early in the course of treatment. This risk seems to fade after a few months, but it's out there. And one of the ways to protect yourself, stay lean, stay active, 
and make sure the dose is adjusted properly. After being on testosterone for a little while, what about testicular size? Look, I've heard about men with biceps like cannonballs and testicles like raisins. Well, there's truth to that, folks. If all you do is testosterone therapy, your testicles will shrink and they will ultimately cease functioning. Now, some people have a philosophy that says, well, I'm getting testosterone from these injections. Why do I need my testicles? For one thing, it's nice to keep your anatomy preserved. For another, the testicles manufacture sperm and other products of ejaculation. Even if you don't want to have any more children, it can make climax more satisfying. And then, folks, there's the element of the unknown I shared with you earlier. We always act in medicine and in health like we know everything there is to know until we discover what we didn't know. Suppose in the future we discover that the testicles make other vital hormones that maintain our health, other hormones besides testosterone and other products besides sperm. My guess is that the testicles likely do that and that we just haven't discovered them yet. Therefore, preserving the function of your glands has intrinsic merit when it comes to the unknown. So how to hold on to testicular size? Well, first, you've got to know you want that to be an objective. Do not accept shrinkage of testicles as the price you must pay for your testosterone therapy. A couple ways this can be achieved. Periodically coming off testosterone, usually for a month or so, can help to re-stimulate testicles. That can be a little bit annoying as you then can feel the symptom of down-regulating testosterone. On the other hand, it's something I do recommend periodic. We call these hormone holidays. Stopping testosterone also enables the receptors to upregulate so they don't burn out. That's a theoretical application. In my practice, I like to use HCG, human chorionic gonadotrophin. It's an injectable hormone that mimics the effect of the stimulating hormones from the brain to the testicle. And this can be done right along with the testosterone therapy in a way that preserves testicular function and size while you're gaining the benefit of your augmented testosterone injections. This has worked out beautifully. Patients love the effect, preserving testicle while gaining the benefit of testosterone therapy. How about side effects long term? Well, we don't typically run into many, but there are some things to watch for. One of them is an overstimulation of red blood cells. Testosterone therapy will stimulate the bone marrow to make more blood. Not necessarily a bad thing, but if the blood gets too thick, you may need to donate some in order to keep it balanced. That's not a dangerous process, but it's worth being monitored for. Your hemoglobin and hematocrit should be periodically checked. How about growing breasts? I've heard, Doc, that Testosterone therapy can give me bitch tits, it's been called. Well, testosterone does convert into estrogen, and if not properly managed, it can create enough estrogen to create breast development in men. This is simply poorly managed hormone therapy. Things you can do to make it less likely, keep your fat mass down. Fat cells will convert more testosterone into estrogen than average. 
Periodically monitoring the estrogen level is critical. If it does go too high, there are things that can be done. Zinc therapy, there are prescription medicines that can be used as well that can help diminish the conversion of testosterone into estrogen. But remember, you got to have some estrogen in you, folks. You need it for your bone, your sex drive. It's part of the natural balance of a man's hormones. So don't be fearful if some estrogen is present. You just don't want it to be too much. So monitoring estrogen, monitoring your blood count. Then comes the question, how long should I stay on testosterone? My answer is, until they close the lid, why would you stop? Your testicles aren't going to spontaneously regenerate, folks. Part of anti-aging therapy is supporting your body when it ceases critical aspects of its own functioning. Put into your body what it no longer makes, but it needs to thrive. Take out of your body what doesn't belong there, including excess fat cells and toxic heavy metals like lead, cadmium, aluminum. These are critical components of anti-aging. Testosterone therapy is a core component of anti-aging treatment. In our opinion, in my opinion, let me speak for myself as an anti-aging doc, based upon my experience and my research, and when sharing thoughts with other like-minded clinicians, there's a growing philosophy that everybody should be on testosterone at some point, or at least consider it, even if you feel great. My personal threshold for considering it in patients who otherwise feel wonderful for men is by age 60. At that point, even if you feel great, you're doing triathlons, your brain is sharp as a whip, sex drive is supreme, energy is supreme, we still know there's atrophy taking place. You may delay it, it may be slower than average, but it's inevitable and it's happening. And this goes to the core of what I, what's been termed salutogenesis which is a phrase that refers to the study of and implementation of that which keeps us healthy. Remember those two ends of the spectrum, diet and exercise on the one hand, drug, surgery, and medicine on the other. Remember, you do not have health insurance. You have sick insurance. Staying healthy is your responsibility. It's incumbent upon you to do your homework and the research in order to discover what is needed to achieve cellular health, hormonal health, and youthful vitality. Nobody ever went to the hospital and said, I feel great. I'm just here so you can tell me how to stay that way. Doctors are great. I happen to be one. Their heart is in the right place, but their practice has not been engineered to focus on your health. They are too busy intervening in the face of disease. When a healthy person enters the exam room, their first thought is, thank God I don't have to do anything for this guy. He looks healthy. I'm going to pat him on the back, tell him his blood pressure looks good, his cholesterol is okay, and call me if you get a heart attack. That style does not support, nor should it support, nor is it intended to support anti-aging therapy. This is the art, the science and the evolution of cellular-based healthcare, cell V healthcare, in order to diminish the risk of long-term chronic diseases. 
heart disease, cancer and dementia, loss of libido function, loss of bone density, fracture of your hip. These are things that do not happen in a matter of weeks or months. They take years, if not decades of corrosion. That is what drives a philosophy. That's why you should be on testosterone therapy as a man, no later than 60. I have had men as young as their late 20s and early 30s on testosterone support therapy. In most cases, these are people that have had brain trauma. These are folks who have had major medical issues. Think about Lyme disease and now think about other viral entities that have mysterious and hard to diagnose post-infectious syndromes that are characterized by many of the symptoms I described earlier regarding low testosterone and low hormone level. I have seen in these cases low levels of hormone, and the theory would be that the disease state has interfered with the brain gonad, the pituitary gonadal axis in such a way that it has set up a perpetual cycle of low hormone state that leads to ill health. So the other thing that can do it is uh, the use of anabolic steroids at a young age. For God's sakes, do not get your steroids from your buddy at the gym. Do not get them from overseas sources online. If you are in a remote area and if you cannot find a credible clinician to help you, using a, um, a US-based online physician is, is the next best step to consider. So folks, in summary, testosterone for everybody? Well, nearly. In a future podcast, I'll be talking about testosterone for women. But today, to summarize, we talked about testosterone for men. We talked about the symptoms and signs to look for, the manner in which to get it evaluated, which includes finding a specialist in the field, getting some blood work done, getting a history taken. We discussed different ways of getting testosterone into your system and ways to preserve testicular function while you're gaining benefit of testosterone therapy. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I sure enjoyed talking about this stuff. It's very exciting as a humble family doc to be studying, practicing, and bringing to you anti-aging therapies between intellectual medicine and philosophically aligned entities like the Infusion Center at Drip Bar, where people can get their cells fed. We believe a new age of anti-aging is emerging before our eyes. And there are two kinds of people out there, the folks that are jumping on the anti-aging train and those who will wish they had. Guys, I'm Dr. Steve Petteruti coming to you from Intellectual Medicine. Until next time, stay healthy and stay young.